Hello and welcome to episode four of the Kelly podcast here on the 12th Man with myself, Adam Lyon, alongside Craig Mahood. It's been another poor week for Kilmarnock in the Scottish Premiership with a pretty pitiful loss to Rangers at Ibrooks, and we're set for another tough game at the weekend against Dundee United. So on to the Rangers game, Craig, going into it, it was always going to be difficult, but were you quite surprised by just how easily we were beaten in the end? I think so, yeah. Um, first half, I actually thought we'd done well. You know, it kind of was probably exactly what we expected. Um, we weren't going to get much of the ball. Um, we weren't expecting to get much of the ball. But um, I actually thought as a, as a whole, it was all right. Um, second half, second half was poor, um, especially going behind as early as we did in the second half. To not even lay any sort of glove at all um, was disappointing. Um, I think, as we've said, I think you said it's episode four now, as we've said for the last three episodes, we just don't have much going forward at all. So I think we were kind of happy. I think probably when it went 1-0 at that point, as, as much as it would pain me to see it, I think there's a few in the squad they would have been quite happy. But it was, you know, they would have quite happily taken two 0 and got off the park. To be honest, yeah, it just sort of seemed like when we went behind eventually after all the good work in the first half that they yeah. were saying, you know, we'll just try and keep it as low as possible. They didn't really seem to want to to get forward, and we barely had a chance at all in the second half. It didn't seem like, you know, they were. It was sort of in this in between scenario where they want they didn't really want to get forward and. Um, you know, try and get a goal back. All he wanted to do was sort of sit back and and say, you know, as you said, you know, one nil, two nil. That's a respectable scoreline. But what's the point in that? You've done all that work in the first place to to keep it to to nil nil at half time, and then partway into the second half. To then once they score one goal, just sort of give up and just say, well, you know, we're not going to even try our hardest to get a goal back and try and get back into this. Yeah, and I think. Don't get me wrong. I think that um, some of the some of the play from Rangers was good, um, and you know they've put in some good performances already this season. So there was always that fear that we could go there and it might be four or five nothing that we we would get beat. So when you look at it without actually kind of going into it two 0 the way that we've been playing probably isn't the worst result in the world, and we probably the majority of us would have expected it. I think it's just the manner of it. Um, and as as we've said, that, that first half we, we looked we looked good, shape was good, everyone put a shift in, and then it just kind of we just kind of accepted it. The second half, one nil, um, and again you can't really fault the the effort, but it was more of a we'll, we'll just be content with one two, or even you know even just slightly more than that. So disappointing. Um, I think it's been quite a difficult start to the season, so I would hope that the kind of season starts this weekend would be what I would expect Alex Dyer will be saying as well. Yeah, we're just going to come on to that uh, in a minute, but I don't, I don't know what you feel. I don't know if there's any any way we can take positives out of the game. For me, the only real positive was the performance of Danny Rogers. Um, we've said enough about him in the past couple of weeks. He's not had the best start to his Kelly career, a couple of mistakes in the opening couple of games that he's played in. But I thought, actually, at the weekend, he made some really good saves. You know, he was solid. I know he let in two goals, but um, there wasn't really a lot he could do about either of them. A fantastic strike from, from Kent and or 
through the through the through the bodies, uh, and then a really good uh, header as well. But I think he looked a lot more dependable, a lot more solid, and perhaps it was just a confidence thing where you know he's getting to know his back line, he's getting to to know the team, and you know he just looked a lot better than he had in recent weeks, which is which is always a a positive when the goalkeeper situation has been a bit uh, scary at the start of this season. That's it. I mean, we need. It looks as though we're probably going to need um, a good goalkeeper. If we're not going to score many goals, then we need to try and not concede as many goals. Uh, so I agree. Um, I thought he'd done well. Um, I think he's he's kind of slowly getting there. It was a bit of a kind of dodgy start that he'd had, and I think we'd said kind of early on the the Celtic game the the mistake that he'd made, but. Since then, he's been. I think it's probably more in the back of your your, your mind that you think, "Oh no, there's, there's a mistake coming." But actually, as you said, he was um, probably one of the the kind of only positives to take from Saturday. So um, I don't think it's an area going forward that I'm kind of too worried about. I, I would say. Absolutely, um, understandably. After the game, you know, losing in the manner that we did, there was a lot of talk on social media from Kilmarnock fans about Alex Dyer and his future position. That's now four wins in the, the 20 games that he's had in charge. Um, a bit of a split opinion. Some say that he should, you know, he's had his chance. He's just not a manager. Um, he's more of a coach. Some say, you know, he needs more time. Um, I don't know what you think on it, but if he doesn't win this weekend, then I think there's going to be, there's going to be a, a load of real pressure on him. I would say so, yeah. Because as I said, it's this season. It's been a it has been a difficult start. Um, even the likes of the St Johnston game, we should really have seen that out. But you can't really legislate for the the red card. Um, decent result at Ross County, draw home to Celtic, and then just getting beat from Hibs. On the face of it, it's not actually that bad a start. But it's when you look at the table and you see the teams that are already putting six or seven points between ourselves and them, that you start thinking, um, you know, it's probably been a poor start, um, even though it has been tricky. It's more, I'm kind of more worried, I would say, about how we finished last season as well. Uh, as you said, four wins from 20 games doesn't look good at all. I would hope we're going to be a bit more attack-minded and try and take the game um, to Dundee United. And just kind of see a different side to us, not this team that are kind of happy to stay in the game, but just see it, try and see if Dyer can change it. You know, if, are we just going to keep playing the same way all season? Or is he going to say, actually, I, I can adapt, I can change, I can put two up front, you know, I can play with a different formation. Because um, it's, not, it's, not, it's not been good enough so far this season, even legislating for the diff- uh, kind of difficult first few fixtures that we had. Yeah, it's such a tough decision for, for Billy Bowie and the rest of the board to, to take because on one hand they'll say, you know, it has been a tough start. There should be an easier run of games coming up. Uh, teams like Hamilton, St Mirren, Motherwell, Livingston that we all have to play um, in the next month or two. Um, and you'd say, you know, we'll see how he gets on in those games because those are the teams in and around us and they should be more winnable. But it may end up that we don't necessarily get the results that we want in those games and you know the, the pressure on Alex Dyer is even greater and then you say well you had the opportunity to 
to change it about two months ago and you never did. So, and then, you know, we've lost, we've dropped all these points now when a new manager could possibly have come in and, and got some more points on the board. So it is a really tough decision, but um, you would think that the one man, if, if Alex Dyer is going to have to call in um, some sort of, some sort of superhero to try and, um, and boost his season, that man would be Yusuf Malumbu. And it's looking ever more likely that um, he's going to be, Signing on the dotted line at Rugby Park in the the next week or so. Yeah, um, at the time I was I was a, a little bit skeptical. It was a little bit of a, a kind of smoke screen um, and a you know try and lift the place kind of thing when it was first mentioned a week or so ago. Actually, it's probably exactly what we all need um, as a, a little bit of a lift. Just someone that can put their foot in the ball in, in midfield. Um, they can find a pass and just has something a little bit different um, rather than the, the kind of guys that cover a lot of ground and do the kind of more industrial side of the game. If it was to go through, and as you said, it does look likely that should now go through um, pretty soon. I don't know how long it's going to take him to take it up to scratch. Um, I would hope that he's kind of been on top of his fitness as well, so we can kind of call on him soon. Um, as you said, I think Dundee United and Aberdeen, the next two two teams that are on a, a kind of decent little bit of form. After that, we've got four, including the Cup anyway, I think we've got five or six games that are very much winnable. And I think that'll be the games that Dyer needs, you know, and Dyer needs to pick up points in. As you said, you don't want to fall behind too early. And the next five or six games, even if you're picking up double figures in terms of points, I think that could kick us on. You know, we could then go on to have a, a, a very decent season with the likes of Malumbu in there. Um, but I think there's maybe, a, I think we probably just need a couple of bodies in. So my one worry would be the kind of fee uh, in terms of wages he'd be looking for. Is it just the case that now we're just going to have to rely on him or not? But at the same time, he can't help but hope and pray that he'll be the same Malumbu that came to us the first time around. Yeah, I don't know whether Billy Bowie's maybe at the, at the point of the season, you know, he's, although we're only five games in, it's been tough. You know, seeing the performances, they've been okay, but they've not been great. So whether he's saying, you know, we need Malumbu and we need his quality in, no matter what it takes. Um, obviously, he's in training this week, so Alex Nair will be able to run the rule over him, see if he is fit. I, I, I would hope that he's been keeping fit and, you know, he wouldn't demand a, a massive wage because obviously he just wants to get back into to playing football and he and he loves loves his time at Rugby Park. But um, we'll just need to wait and see. But, you know, we were talking um, on the on our YouTube video uh, last week just saying, you know, he's he's the X factor, he's the match winner. He can he can just pull things out out the bag, passes and and strikes and you know, he can just be the man to, to turn our season around and, and really get it galvanised in the early stages. So let's hope. But um, more immediately on to Dundee United on Saturday, they've picked up seven points so far with two wins, a draw and two losses. They uh, almost held Celtic on uh, Sunday to a nil-nil draw, just narrowly being beaten the last 10 minutes or so. But um, certainly going to be a tough game. But with the fan pressure on him, it would be absolutely criminal for Alex Dyer not to go too up front, wouldn't it? I would say so, yeah. Um, it's It will be a tricky game um, because they looked very organised as well. Um, 
having watched the, their game at the weekend. I think, as you said, I think they're there to be got at, um, especially being at home. I know obviously there's no fans and things, but there's still that that advantage that we've we've got. I would I would expect to up front because, like I said, you want to you want your manager to be able to recognise when something's going wrong or or you know something's not working and make that change. Um, Brophy now has had a, a, a game or two under his belt. Um, fitness is going to be there. Um, I would I would expect him um, and hope that he's going to go to up front. Uh, obviously, we've got a, a little bit of a kind of crisis in midfield just now in terms of um, the bodies in there um, with Powers injury. So again, I would still fully expect and hope that we'll go to up front and, and actually take the game to them and actually look as if we want to win the game. No, absolutely. I think, I think that's you're absolutely right. After the performance at the weekend, it's important to show the fans that you know we're we're willing and we're ready to get at teams rather than just sitting back and and holding out for for not losing a goal, basically. Um, so this this performance, if not the result, is going to be maybe absolutely massive for for a fan confidence in the team. Um, and in Alex Dyer, do you have a a score prediction we've been pretty we've been pretty spot on um, <laughs> recently, with the exception of the Rangers game. I think we both predicted a a draw, but um, I think the Celtic game and the the Ross County game we both predicted draws. So um, we've been quite spot on so far. Do you have a, a prediction for this one? Um, well, as I said, if if we go to up front and take the game to them, um, I've just heard as well there's a small Argentinian striker that played at Barcelona looking for a new club. So. If we got him in in time, then it could change it. If we don't get him in, um, I, I still think that Alex Dyer will recognise that we need to win the game. So on that basis, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. Okay. Um, wishful thinking aside um, <laughs> with that Argentinian striker, I think I'll go with a 2-0 and be very positive about it um, and we'll see how we get on so that's episode four um, of the Kilmarnock podcast here on the 12th man make sure you tune in every week uh, episodes coming out on either Tuesday night or Wednesday morning uh, I've been Adam Lyon alongside Craig Mahood thanks once again for joining us and we'll see you next week